World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome. This is the show that you know about what show it is from the intro segment. I still have not re-listened to it to see if I say my name. I'm pretty sure I don't. I think I say, I think I say, this is, uh, here's what a creepypasta is, and then I explain that, and then I say, this is Creepypasta, the Creepypasta podcast, and uh, I don't say my name, which is Jeff Kowalski. Uh, I'm the host of the show. This is episode number 92. We're marching towards 100. I'm. You're hearing this uh, shortly before it comes out, but uh, I'm recording the next eight episodes within a space of three days, so uh, if you're catching up, uh, the next group of episodes were all recorded uh, in the early, the early morning of August. That's not a way people refer to days and months in the first week of august let's say it like a normal person jeff here we go you're hosting a podcast okay we're ready so i have with me two brand new guests uh who um i don't have why did i say who like i was gonna give some credentials i'm not gonna do that i had no plans to do that I have two brand new guests who've never been on the show before, and now they're going to be on the show for the first time. Please welcome Don Gildenmeister. Hello. And Tim Stevens. Hello. And today we are talking about a fan-suggested story called The Family Portrait. It is from, uh, well, I don't know where it's from necessarily. It's here on the Creepypasta wiki. It uh, has no author attribution. Um, Tim, why don't you lead us through summarizing the events of this story, such as they are. There are not many of them, but let's um, go. Well, uh, an individual is curating a... Um, or, sorry, no, he is looking over portraits, and um, one in particular strikes him as bizarre and out of place with the rest. And so he... Uh, they're from local artists, there's no attribution on it, uh, much like this story, and he decides no one's going to miss it. So it's a father, his wife, and two children. And they just have a bizarre expression <laughs> on their face. They look um, waxy, he describes them as. So he decides he's just going to take it home. And when he gets home, he puts it above his mantle and sets to work on paperwork. And as he's doing so, he feels like the picture continues to stare at him with increasing malice. Uh, gets to be too much for him. He takes the portrait down, faces it against the wall, puts it back up so he doesn't have to look at it anymore. Continues to work and ends up dozing off at his desk. When he awakens, the picture appears to have changed. The family is staring at him still, but they're actively angry now. They're snarling. Um, it terrifies him. He essentially crab walks out of the room um, and goes to bed and hides. Sleeps, falls, finally falls asleep, wakes up in the morning, realizes he has to go back in that room to get his paperwork, does so, and finds that picture is still facing the wall. Moreover, his desk actually faces the window, so he wasn't looking at the picture at all when he woke up, which means the family was outside staring at him. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. 
this one, I finished reading it and I was like, oh, is that, that's the whole thing? Huh. Like, I just, <laughs> I just pasted it into a text file so I would, I wouldn't have to have that tab open. And I don't even have to scroll to see the entire story. It's all there on one screen. It's so little. Uh, I had it's to read the comment. It's very short and to the point. Yeah. Uh, Dawn, how did this one strike you? What, did you find it at all spooky or shocking? Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I kind of expected what, where it was going immediately. Like, it was going to be a situation where the the hook so to speak was going to be a very quick reveal which it was and then you're like okay <laughs> so that's it okay that's it fine yeah, <laughs> yeah and luckily this one is anonymous so uh we can kind of tear into it without feeling too guilty because whoever wrote it probably wrote it like five years ago and forgot about it yeah i mean the, the thing with it is uh there's the top comment i think says explains what the story actually is because it could easily just be the picture um, you know, the picture has flipped itself around and now you can see that, uh, you know, the family has changed. Um, but the point is that they're standing outside the window. The story doesn't really make that clear in and of itself. Like, there's no reason to believe that the picture uh, wasn't haunted in some way and didn't flip itself around and then flip itself back. It's yeah. only the top comment that made me realize, like, oh, they're standing outside. I get it now. Because, you know, the whole picture changes thing is a trope that exists in all kinds of preview pos- I mean, in stories, too. You know, Stephen King has at least two stories yeah. in which the picture it slowly marches its way towards you so yeah it's like it was a moment mm-hmm. where i was like oh i guess he had a bad nightmare because the picture's scary or oh it's haunted so it flipped around and then flipped back around like he was gonna turn it around and it was still gonna be scary mm-hmm. um but he didn't it just ends with uh, my desk was facing the window which if this was a reading of it, you could really stick that line so that people would get it, but uh, the author did not, and thus the vagueness. But uh, I do like that idea that, um, oh no, I wasn't looking at the painting at all, it was the spooky family. Um one thing that struck me is this whole story seems like it's a picture prompt based on the photo that's attached uh, on the Creepypasta Wikia page. It's mm-hmm. But that picture is a photograph of a family. It's not a painting. Right. And it's a considerably larger family, too. Yeah. There's like five or six kids, I think, in that picture. Um, I don't know. It just gave me pause. <laughs> Yeah. There's ten people in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it says uh I forgot the story gives a description of the family. A father, uh wife, young son yep. and daughter. Yeah, uh it could just be one of those unrelated photos that got attached, but uh I'm not sure because there are I don't know, it when creepypastas first started coming up in the early to mid two thousands, pretty much all of them were someone did a spooky Photoshop Someone mm-hmm. else wrote a story giving the backstory of the subject of the spooky Photoshop. That's how we got Slenderman. That's where the rake and Jeff the Killer come from. Like, all, all, most of the, the big-time creepypastas are that that genre of picture prompt. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this person, person looked at the picture, immediately forgot what it contained, and wrote a story about it anyway. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it reminds me of one of those, like, photos you find when you're at, like, an antique shop that you're just like, oh, it's a family portrait, and they just slapped it on here. 
Yeah, exactly. I think that there's a lot um, in the concept, but the execution leaves something to be desired. <laughs> would you? Would you? Would you agree? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It. Yeah. He said it's a good idea, it, and, and as I said, you know, it's worked in other things. Seeing um, it has at least yeah. two stories in which pictures do this kind of similar thing. Um, it's just. The ending could be a nice twist, um, but if you need to think about it to decipher it, it it's like explaining yeah. a joke. You know, uh, you've already lost at this yeah. point. Uh, Don, where would you improve this story uh, if you could? Since there's not much in the story itself to analyze, I think I kind of want to focus more on uh, criticizing in like, oh, we could do this better if we did this instead. Well, I mean, I definitely think having a more accurate photo would help. Uh, or a painting that is more on brand because that that is a very i mean not to be too focused on the mess there but it is kind of confusing that i'm looking at this piece of art and then i read it and i'm like that doesn't match uh but that's okay i mean things like that happen sometimes but uh i don't know i felt like the author spent a long amount of time giving you backstory to the person's situation but then when you get to the end the reveal so to speak it's literally just like a sentence or two it feels like like there there seems like i feel like something was missing <laughs> like yeah. a paragraph i don't know <laughs> like it just stops the story just right. like ends it just ends and i mean i understand that like some people really enjoy that type of writing where it's yeah. up to your own imagination but it's not even well constructed at the end yeah i think that you're just kind of like oh okay i think it needs a couple more like (laughs) build up steps like but my desk had not even been facing the painting to begin with i wasn't the family it it wasn't the family in in oils on canvas i was looking at because my desk dot 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 was facing dot 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 the window like something like that It's. It, I think stretching it out more would like Im- give give the impact instead of. It's literally like a phrase after a semicolon. It was facing the window. That's the twist. That's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it just needed more depth to the reveal. Yeah. Um, Tim, what what do you have to say? Have we have we covered it all? Have we squeezed all the um, squeezed all the juice out of this one? Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I guess I would add is that it you could have early on established the geography of the room, because that's part of the problem, too. If you think too long about it, how was he seeing the picture in the first place that yeah. his desk wasn't even facing it? You know, you could have established that it was to his left or something like that, um, that, you know, the last couple sentences reminds you he's facing the window instead of facing the portrait. Um, that might have helped in some way, because as it stands, then if he was always facing the window, why was, you know, where was the picture in the room in the first place? Um, so you kind of, if you, yeah, he, he kind of, he or she, whoever wrote the story kind of cheats to establish, uh, the look of the room anyways. Um, and that undermines the, the, yeah. the climax. It's just, like I said, it's, it's something that could work, but, uh, if you have to explain your ending, then obviously uh, you've messed up somewhere in the storytelling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's uh, it's interest. I, it just feels like a first draft. I, I kind of. Mm-hmm. 
have my writing method is very like I'll get out the story and then I'll keep going back and adding more details and adding more details. Like every time I pick up a piece I'm writing, I'll start reading it from the beginning and go, Ooh, I could mm-hmm. add a little more here. And this person didn't do any of that. There's almost no detail. They we wrote it and walked away. <laughs> exactly. Which sometimes, I mean, that's usually what people do with the creepypastas, but sometimes they spend like more time before <laughs> they wrote, write it and walk away. Like we don't really know what, like we don't even know this person's job title at the, the local exhibit. It just says it was my job to decide which paintings got put on display. Are you curating this exhibit? Is this an event uh, for the local community that like you're doing? Is this something like uh, that isn't your job but you got stuck with it? Like I want to know a little more about and also that he just kind of or they, we don't know uh, just kind of gets gets the painting. They just get to take it. There's no, like, oh, maybe maybe they'll get in trouble. Maybe this is something that isn't supposed to be done. But no, there's, there's no detail there. Yeah, and again, like Tim said, we don't know what the room looks like that the spooky thing takes place in. It's so strange. There are, Even, there yeah, are, go ahead. Oh, sorry. There are details that just are missing. It reminds yeah. me of when you took your freshman composition course and i don't know if this happened for either of you but they would give a prompt and be like write something in 15 minutes or less yeah and i feel like that's what this is and the prompt was scary story (laughs) 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 or painting or something (laughs) yeah here's this photo write a scary story about it Mm -hmm. um which i guess yeah no go ahead (laughs) Yeah, it, it's in a weird middle. Sorry, it's in a weird middle ground. It's like it's too. It's both too much, and too little information. Like it, it, it's too little, like we were talking about. But it's also too much if you're trying to do the story where um, you, you want to make it kind of an every person story, so like anyone can imagine themselves in there. So you spend very little time on any details. You know, it's just about like this is my. You know, uh, I was at a gallery. I picked up this. Pic- you know, very quick details because um, you're just that's the writing style you're having. It's enough mm-hmm. detail that yeah. you're asking questions, but it's not enough detail that any of those questions get answered. You know, um, it spends. It sets up that he has this job. It sets up that there's this event happening, but you don't really need those details. You could just literally say, "I was in a gallery. There was this picture." Um, so yeah, and it, like you were talking about, he, he just takes the implication is he stole the thing, and he's just hoping no one notices, which is kind of a bizarre uh, setup. Yeah. Yeah, especially because uh, there's no indication that the painting is particularly alluring. It's just, like, Mm -hmm. boring, and then the narrator is like, I'm just going to take it. It's not good, but I want it. Right. Yeah, and there's no... (laughs) It's so odd. There's no implication that, therefore, the painting is punishment for theft, because you can do that kind of story. Or, as you said, there's no indication that, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And that's where I thought it was going. To t- take it, that it was somehow enchanted and he couldn't help yeah, himself, same. like you were saying, Jeff. It was this painting that he acknowledges, like, bizarre and the figures look kind yeah. of gross. 
and then he thinks, eh, I'll take this home with me. There's no, the motivation doesn't really fit the, the description. Yeah. Uh, I guess we should get into spookiest parts, if there is one. Uh, Don, do you have a, a part of this story that you consider uh, spooky at all? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to be mean. I feel bad saying that, but... I mean, when I read through it, and I, I've read through it now, I think, three times, and I just kept reading it and seeing, like, did I miss something? Yeah. And I didn't. I mean, I expected something to happen with the painting, uh, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> and the fact that the family ideally or supposedly was outside and that's why i mean it just i feel like it's i've seen that before so it wasn't scary to me but it could be scary to someone else so i don't want to knock it completely yeah uh tim what about you do you have a a spooky part for this one or no I mean, as you pointed out, it's so short that uh, if you don't stick the landing, I feel like everything else, nothing feels spooky because of that. You know, the vagueness of the description of what is in the painting allows you to fill in the dots enough that it could be spooky. You know, that um, you can sort of imagine your own worst picture. Um, But since the ending doesn't come together, uh, there's no, it doesn't stick with you and it doesn't stick on the bones. I kind of feel the same. yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for me, I guess the photo <laughs> on the page that is completely unrelated to the story is the spookiest part. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just the aesthetics of the Creepypasta wiki in general are pretty spooky, um, but the, the actual contents for the most part usually aren't, and especially not in this case. Um, it's... Uh, as we were going oh, through, I thought too. of another way that uh, that ending could have been improved. Maybe mention that you're not on the ground floor, um, and that would add another scary scariness factor to it. Because uh, I don't know, there's it's just there's so much of the bedrock of the story that is either non-existent or flawed that it's hard to even think of well here's one simple thing you could do to make fix the whole make all of it better there isn't is it's it's, uh, it's a mess uh, anyway that's all let's uh let's let's get into plugs i think i think we were we've run run this story through the the grinder uh don where can the people find you online if they would like to and in the ways that you are okay with i have my own podcast uh with a co-host it's called beckett to the future a quantum leap podcast you can find us on facebook under uh beckett future pod uh, our website is also BeckettFuturePod.com. We're also on iTunes or any other place that you like to get your podcasts. And uh, that's pretty much the best way right now. And just to give a, a small synopsis, we watch Quantum Leap, the sci-fi television show that was on from 1989 to 1992. And we go that was through... All, huh? Yeah. <laughs> And we go through the leaps that the main character, Dr. Sam Beckett, goes through chronologically and not through the air dates of the actual episodes. Oh, interesting. Is there a list online of that, or did you have to sort them yourself? There is a list online, but it's not the most accurate, so it was kind of a combination of going through that and 
uh, picking out what we knew to be accurate and what was uh, added in. Also, to all the list always, the lists that we found online always include the <laughs> comic books as well as the uh, novelizations. And while those are really interesting, if we get into that content at a later date, we uh, probably would do that separately and not in that timeline. Yeah. Uh, what's the first chronological leap? Like, where does he go to, like, his own, the day of his own birth? <laughs> That's actually how the series ends. <laughs> he, he leaps I, uh, into the day he was born at the time he was born. That doesn't seem accurate. Hold on, I watched Quantum Leap. Yeah. I thought he just kept leaping after he meets uh, Alfred Molina or whoever. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, he uh, he leaps. Uh, he never, uh, spoiler, goes home. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, his last final leap, he goes to a bar, which uh, is in a small coal mining town in uh, a suburb uh, in Pennsylvania. And he talks through everything with uh, the bartender, who in this instance is supposed to be probably God or some kind of higher power. And basically decides that going home isn't the best choice and he needs to go right some wrongs and continue to leap. And yeah. he leaps back into a situation he was in in an earlier season where he doesn't help his com companion, so to speak, Al, stay married to the love of his life. And he goes back and fixes that. So Al doesn't end up being the womanizer slash playboy that he has as a running <laughs> storyline. And before any leap heads get on me, I said Alfred Molina when clearly I meant Bruce McGill, who is a different man. Uh, <laughs> yes, his Bruce McGill. His character's name is Al, which is probably where I got confused. That's Al okay. the bartender. Al the bartender, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim, what about you? Do you have any, uh, any uh, nostalgia uh, TV show podcasts? <laughs> I don't, unfortunately. Maybe someday. But uh, you can find me two to three days a week, typically at marvel.com. That's uh, Marvel Comics homepage. And uh, you can find my own website at Stevens is Ungaje. Ungaje is U-N-G-A-J-J-E, and that's all one word. And on Twitter, at Ungaje, once again. Um, and that's basically everyone on that. So marvel.com, Tim Stevens is Ungaje, and Twitter, at Ungaje. And, of course, you can always find me on Twitter, J3FK. Uh, oh, someone named... Uh, Miranda sent an email to the email address that I guess I have set up on my website's contact page. I think it's uh, jeff at weaponizedlanguage.com. I want to find this email real quick um, because Miranda had a suggestion for a story that I don't think we'll get to, um, but I wanted to address the email. Uh, I think we covered... It was... Uh, yeah. It, the email address is jeff at funtimes.online, uh, which is the other URL for the website. Um, so Miranda requested the Search and Rescue Woods um, stories, which was either its own subreddit or like a whole series on No Sleep. Um, and I know that there was a Tumblr of this too. Uh, we mentioned it. This is a whole long series of stories, and I don't know if we'll get to it. But um, uh, I know that we covered something else by that author, and I do need something for episode 100. So maybe that's what we'll cover. 
I'm not sure. Uh, I always, I'm always hesitant for anything long because I don't want to make my guests spend five hours reading a story. I already did that with like uh, Baraska and Sword of Psychosis, which both ended up being uh, much longer than our usual stories. But uh, we'll see. Maybe I can get one of the. Oh, I have the hiccups. This is terrible. Maybe I can get one of the regulars who wouldn't mind uh, on to do it. Uh, but thank you for the email, Miranda. Uh, I guess also that's another way to contact me, Jeff at funtimes.online. Uh, I'm on Instagram at JeffJK if you want to see photographs of my cat or the comic books I'm reading. Um, and that's it. That's the whole... Oh, you know what people haven't been doing? Go follow Creepypodsta on Twitter. It's the handle at, at Creepypodsta. Twitter.com slash Creepypodsta. Um... <laughs> It's, we don't have a lot of followers, but uh, if you go on there, you should follow it and then retweet when I post episodes. That would be good. Um, that's all we have to say about this one. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just go with the ending line from the story. It was facing the window. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.